0: Welcome back, everybody, to this week's edition of American Billiard Radio. My name is Mr. Bond. I'll be your host once again this week. It is September the 10th, 2015, and the show this week is brought to you in part by Tweet & Fiber Company, the makers of Master Chalk, Elk Master Tips, and a whole host of other great accessories for your game made right here in the U.S.A. And speaking of USA and September the 10th, that means that tomorrow is September the 11th, and, uh, which as you might know marks the anniversary of that horrible tragedy that took place in New York at the Twin Towers and elsewhere around the country, and we hope that uh, you take maybe a moment out of your day uh, on the 11th to uh, remember those people and uh, the senseless killing that took place that day. Uh, we certainly want to remember those that, we, that we've that we lost. So thank you for that. And uh, what do we have going on this week? Well, you know, um, there is a nice little event going on at Big Dog Billiards in uh, Des Moines, Iowa. It's a pay-per-view event. They got uh, some uh, 10 ball going on and some one pocket going on t- tomorrow night. And so check in for that. Uh, should be some good pool happening there. And uh, holy mackerel! Did you see the uh, Texas Open? Skylar Woodward took the uh, the men's title for the uh, 42nd annual Texas Open, and um, Vivian Villarreal took the uh, women's title for the Texas uh, Open. So, Viv- Vivian, you know that's a good you know thing to have in her own home state there <laughs> to take the the title. She also has an event coming up too, the uh, Texas Tornado uh event that she's sponsoring later on uh at the end of the month so keep your eyes peeled for that and uh we wish her the best of luck obviously with her event and um let's see what else is going on in the world well you know we got the world nine ball is going on uh right now on the other side of the planet so we want to wish the uh, u.s contingency uh, the best of luck when it comes to that it's going to be a, a hellacious field for them to deal with And uh, what else is going on? Well, you know, the uh, World Cup of Pool is coming up. That's going to be a great one. Uh, The U.S. Open, actually, is not even that far away, so keep your eyes peeled for that. And, you know, the Billiard Congress uh, also sent word out that they've chosen the location for the contest of the Atlantic Challenge Cup for this year, or excuse me, for 2016. And uh, that's going to be held in uh, the Chicago area, uh, one of the suburbs suburbs of Chicago called Schaumburg, out there at the Convention Center. In uh, um, it'll be going on probably about the same time as the BCA holds its trade show there. So that's great, another great event for the uh, for the kids, and um, we wish them also the best of luck with that because uh, this is a new event and they want to keep uh, you know the ball rolling as it were. So anyway, that's your headlines for the week. Uh, a little bit later on in the show, we're going to be talking to uh, Mr. Luke Riches of Matchroom Sport, uh, and he's going to give us a little bit of the inside scoop uh, as far as um, they're ramping up, getting ready for the event here. It's coming down to the, uh, the, the Final Points um, uh, event, the U.S. Open. Um, so they're getting their they're keeping their eyes peeled for the players and, and what's going on with all the events and stuff So yeah, anyway, Mark Cantrell is going to be talking with Luke stick around for that. We'll be right back after your one-minute pool instructor
1: Hi, I'm Scott Lee Randy G and welcome to the One Minute Pool Instructor. So, this week, Randy, um, let's talk a little bit about this new junior uh, competition. I think it's called the Atlantic Cup. Yeah, it's a new
2: movement. And, and I believe Sam Deep with the Billiard Education Foundation. Uh, um, you so it's know, like a mini
1: Moscone Cup kind of a thing? I, I think it's
2: the model of it. I do. I okay. love it. How about you, what Oh, do you think? I think
1: it's an amazing thing. Anytime that we can get uh, the, the the young people out there being able to compete on an international stage, that's fantastic. All all it can do is uh, increase the awareness of the sport and get more uh, young people involved.
2: Well, here's what I know. I know we're taking, the United States is sending two ladies, female, and four, now this this could be wrong numbers, but I think it's two female, four male, in the uh, both age groups. Wow. And they're going to Austria, and they're competing uh, in a nine ball tournament mm-hmm. for the United States in two different age groups.
1: I wonder if um, the oceans will show up.
2: Oh, I'm sure, you know. Tasman and all Yeah, open. oh yeah.
1: Both playing amazing pool these it, days. It, wouldn't
2: that be nice just to have them there? And, and sure. So, yeah, uh, once again, there's been some great movement to help our youth. Mm-hmm. It's certainly not enough, but one to some. something? Uh, to start the, the journey starts with the first step that's it so uh, kudos to those people who are involved in this I don't really know who they are mm-hmm. other than uh, Sam deep uh, but there must be many other people James Donner is involved in it and at that point uh, yeah. I'm sure the sponsor sponsors from the United States this is a costly thing oh yeah to send um, what say seven players a coach and some parents. Sure. To Austria, to I mean, this is costly. Very. Good. So I don't know where that funding is coming from. Um, whether it's APA, BCa funding, somewhat Valley funding, I don't know. But uh, um, some nice
1: of everybody pitched
2: Oh, uh, yeah, that would be utopia, Scott. That all those league systems would pitch in and say, "I'll do my share for the youth together," for for the uh, Atlantic Cup. So. Uh, it's, it's coming up real quick here, so we'll not only have the team, uh, I've seen the team uniforms, it's on the internet, and uh, it's pretty exciting. For uh, you know, where was it when I was a kid? <laughs> I mean, we'd go across town and shoot pool for five dollars. That was our excitement.
1: Now we, you know, <laughs> you get to go overseas, so yeah, it's pretty exciting. Well, I, I certainly. Uh, wish the US team the best. Yeah, it, might, it and, might And it'll be a great experience any way you look at it.
2: They, you know, they'll talk about this now for the rest of their life, and, and they won't understand what I'm going to say here, but their grandchildren will be bragging about their grandmother and <laughs> grandfather. No, isn't
1: that true? That is, that uh,
2: is. Went to Austria to play, and then, uh, uh, Scott, we should, uh, next year it's coming to America.
1: Fantastic. And once
2: again, I don't know where but the first two years are already set. Nice. So if, if anybody out there wants to get involved, um, I can't tell you where to go other than uh, BEF, and, and they'll give you ideas or, or they'll take your money, that's for sure.
1: Absolutely. So. That's a great program, and it's very exciting to see it develop. Yeah, it I, I've I've I'm
2: excited too for them.
1: All right, well, uh, let's uh, next week let's talk about that age-old thing, elbow drop. The elbow oh, drum? Yeah.
2: It's a, it's
1: a drum. I think that needs to be revisited. Okay, I'll see you next week. This All is right. Randy G. This is Scott Lee for the One Minute Pool Instructor.
3: Welcome back to American Billiard Radio. This is the Legends and Champions Report brought to you by Neal's Garage Cabinets of Mesa, Arizona. And uh, I'm your host, Mark Cantrell. And I'm uh, joined by uh, our international producer of AZ Billions fame, Mike Howerton. How are you, how you doing, Mike?
2: I'm good, Mark.
3: Mike's going to do uh, what he usually does and uh, kind of sit back and just pipe in uh, as we go if there's anything that he feels he wants to ask a question about or add to. Um, last week we had Scott Foss talking about the Moscone Cup. and This is a kind of a busy week coming up. And so I've got with us uh, Mr. Luke Riches of Metro Sports, the man who does basically play with him for a pool for Metro Sports. How you doing, Luke? I'm jolly good. Uh, Mark, very well,
4: and, and you might, yeah, good.
3: Um, well, I don't, I don't want to keep you, eight about 8.15 there right now. And so uh, I know you've probably got other things to do tonight. Uh, We've we got not a whole lot, but. <laughs> Oh, you know, you, you're always windswept in interest and it always seems like you're jet set into one country or another or doing a TV deal. So I just expect you to be having some kind of uh, playboy lifestyle. No,
4: I've got, I've got to cook dinner for my daughter Bella after this, so got, there's no playboy element in that.
3: Okay. Um, world Cup of Pool is coming up. Well, right now, the world... Uh, World Nine Ball Championship is getting ready for kickoff. Um, and then directly after that is the World Cup of Pool. And uh, I just got uh, your press release today. Uh, is it Dafferbet, uh now the title sponsor for the World Cup of Pool? Yeah, DafaBet. yeah.
4: They are indeed, yeah
3: i've never heard of them before are they are they big uh, in europe or?
4: they're they're predominantly in, they're predominantly uh, an asian based business um they're they're they actually quite a big big outfit um, they're based in the philippines actually and also in Macau. And, uh, yeah they they they've sponsored some darts and snooker with us before and they're they are they are trying to break into the u k market over the next couple of months they're the shirt sponsors of of the main sponsor of sunderland f c are in the prim, english Premier league football um, yeah. So they, they're, and they're like Paul. So they're they're getting involved this year, and hopefully we can build that into an ongoing relationship. Yeah.
3: That, that's awesome to, to get you know for for us in America, getting people involved in the sport, the people involved who have money, <laughs> I guess is the uh, where I should put it. Who got a lot of money that they can spread around and put into the sport. We're not uh, as accustomed to it. It seems like you guys do a good job of, of uh, getting those people involved. Um, how, how long has the World Cup of Paul been running?
4: Uh This is the 10th year of it, amazingly. Yeah, it started um, in 2006 in Wales, then we did a couple of years in Holland, and then we um, moved to the Philippines for four years, which was great. The players loved it there. And we we got a great response, and then we've come back to the UK for three years. And next year we're probably looking to shift it somewhere else. So we'll, we'll see what happens. But yeah, it's um it's a great event. I mean, the the, the teams that have won it in the past. I mean, Rares and Bustamante won it twice. China have won it twice. Mika and uh, Petri for Finland have won it, and then England won it last year. So and the USA, funny I mean, enough, Shane and Rodney Morris won it uh, in about the third. I think maybe the third year we did it. So. It's got a, you know, a fairly illustrious uh, roll call of champions, and um, it is an exciting event, to be fair. It's 6 yeah, well, live on TV, 32 countries, and uh, it's, it's quite short races and, and, and a bit of eat, eat or be eaten, but it's um, it's all good stuff, yeah.
3: When, when does that start? Is it the 10th, the
4: 10th or the 11th? It's, sorry, it's Tuesday the 22nd of September it starts.
3: Oh, it's the 22nd. Then, okay. I tell you were, I Yeah, was, which is a Tuesday,
4: wow. and it finishes on the Sunday that week, so that's six days of pretty much action-packed stuff, and it's available on ESPN3 in its entirety, so, you know, any listeners in the States who, who want to watch it, there it is.
3: Right. And I was, I was thinking to myself, when you when I look at the uh, numbers, there's uh, 64 players. There 32 teams, 64 players. Um yeah. And in some of these countries, you know, we don't know that much about the, the players. You know, we, they're, they're just kind of in in their own, uh, uh, I don't know, like uh, China, maybe. Some of those uh, countries, we don't know that much about the players. Uh, but everybody that I do know of, I mean, it's just a powerhouse of players. There's, no, there's nobody that's... I, I'm questionable when you when you look at who, who's on this each team.
4: Yeah, I mean it, is, it has a very strong field. I mean, and there's a lot of countries that are, you know, a, a good strong countries that even we probably don't know so much about, um, because obviously, Paul, because it's not not that international game. So there's a lot of countries where players play, and they're great players, and you never really see them particularly on the international stage, and then you know they they have a breakthrough event, but. No, um yeah, I mean countries like China are always strong in this event. Um uh I mean I I think the USA have got a really good really good chance this year with Shane and, and, uh, and Mike. Um I mean Shane's won it before so he knows what it's all about. I think him and Mike have, have, have really got a solid chance this year to be honest with you.
3: Right. Well, um last year Darren Apple turned in Cold Boys. One, and nobody's yeah. ever repeated the win, so maybe that will now be a little piece of history. Who knows?
4: Yeah, I mean Holland. That, Holland got to two consecutive finals and lost both in really tight matches. In in, in sort of intense drama situations. So you know, Billy, Billy wants Holland to win because it's Nick and Niels, and they've they've come so close two years running, and. Uh, you know, it might be nice to see them win it, but you know, there's lots of teams. There's lots of teams that can't probably can't win it, but there's plenty of teams that can win it. So, yeah, it should be an exciting six days,
3: right? What's the, what's the prize fund? versus two? What do the winners
4: get? Right, it's, the, the total prize fund is two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and the winners get sixty thousand dollars to split between them.
3: It's not, it's not a bad payday as far as school uh, goes. Uh, no, I mean the
4: I think the guarantee is about, um, you know, maybe two, two, two and a half thousand dollars a player for just for, for turning up. So most, most, you know, people players on um, it doesn't cost them anything to be there, really.
3: Right, and you say you can watch. Uh, in America, we can watch it on ESPN three.
4: That's correct. Yeah,
3: and, and they, you guys have uh, been. What's it last couple of years, or has it been more that you've been working with them? ESPN three. Yeah, we have.
4: Yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, ESPN three is kind of it's it, it's quite kind of a convenient channel because it's it, you know it can it takes a lot of program because it's obviously an internet based channel. But you know, obviously we'd like to <clears throat> to break out onto the main channels of two and well one probably in our wildest dreams. But um, maybe the Most Angeles cut they might be able to get some of that
3: on um, one of the other channels. Right. Maybe yeah, man, I don't know how it all works, but you know, maybe if there's a, a good response, if they can track the viewers on ESPN3, uh, you know, then it's gonna mean something to them that might be a working it on the regular ESPN on the, you know the network. Um, yeah, that's the hope. Anyway, <coughs> so let me uh, go on. That's that's good. That's the next thing that Matt Trueman's doing that, that comes up. Um then after that, obviously, there's um, the uh, U.S. Open and then the Moscone Cup. And in yeah, the middle is mean, the Moscone Cup. I'm thinking of... Sorry, go ahead. I was going
4: to say, I mean, you know, the U.S. Open, you know, has, has its sort of shortcomings as an event, which everyone's aware of. But, you know, for the Moscone Cup, it's a really exciting event because, you know, there's three automatic spots for both sides and pretty much, obviously, for the Europeans, there's... Um, the World ball which is starting in earnest on Saturday, and then there's a Euro Tour event, but and then there's the the, the US Open. So lot, every, everything's up in the air and undecided. And for the Americans, you know, Shane's over the line and in the team, um, but there's you know Mike Deshane second, and there's a load of guys you know hanging around for the third spot. So the US Open, from our point of view, is going to be a really exciting event to to, to look and follow because. A lot of people's fortunes regarding the Mosconi Cup will maybe make make or break in that that week of uh, in Chesapeake. So, yeah, I think it's going to be um, it's going to be a great event from our point of view, and and hopefully it'll be a bit more together than it's been in the past. Um, because just yeah, to, to, to clarify, the, the,
3: the, the world Night ball is that on the points list the Mosconi Cup?
4: It is for the European side; it's not for the American for the, side.
3: Right? Okay. Okay. Gotcha.
4: Yeah, yeah, but I mean, it, 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 it might be it might be on the American list next year because I think we're we're looking to include lots. Of, I mean, this year we've had I think nine events, um, and I think a lot of them are you know smaller, added money events, and players have had to travel. So I think next year, to to make it a little bit fair, I think we're going to open it up a bit and have lots more events, probably more regional events, so players for the same points don't necessarily have to travel to the other side of the country. And there'll be some other big, I mean, things like, you know, you've got to argue that if an American player goes to Qatar and wins the World Nine ball, he should get some points for it, shouldn't he? But, um, yeah, so we're going to try and, the US qualification, I think for next year, we're looking to to, to expand. We've spoken to a lot of event promoters and you know, across the USA, and I, I think, you know, we're looking to push in something like 20 to 25 events. Um but just basically to give everyone a chance and to make it a bit more accessible for players, rather than players having to travel, as I say, to the other side of the country for probably not much return financially, but a lot of return in Moscone Cup points.
3: Yeah, I, uh, you know, if you guys decide and that's how important the way you you guys are going to do it, I'm, I'm sure there's going to be uh, a little controversy about it. Uh, just because there's so many events, and it, it does it. You know, guess the question could be: Does it boil down to the guy who has the most money and uh, no life? Is he who's able to go to all of the events? Is he? Gonna well, that's, that, that's going? I guess that arguably
4: that's what it was like, Mark. I mean, I say I wouldn't use that particular terminology, but um, but by by having. I mean, there are a lot of events in America. You know, the old, the old days of having loads of $50,000 added events have probably gone. Well, they may, they may come back, but at the moment they're, they're not there. So the idea is to have a wider variety of events with probably lesser added money, but it means the player doesn't have to play realistically in all the events to try and qualify. They might play in a few of the big money major events and then... The, the the smaller events that are more in their area i mean i say area it's a big country but rather than having to fly to the other side of the country and i think it's got um we we'll, we'll see but we're talking to lots of lots of promoters and event guys and t- t- just trying to work out a schedule for next year uh and then probably announce it within the next couple of months maybe
3: now as the so based on you what even look just the fact that you're looking to expand um the the amount of quali- qualifiers Is the point system that for this year that you you guys put in place has it worked out the way you envisioned it working out? Well,
4: when you look at it, I mean, the number one player is Shane Van Boney, the number two players Mike Deshane, and then you've got Bergman, Corey Corey Jewel, Bergman, Scott Frost. You know. You, Arguably, it's not. There's not players at the top who no one's ever heard of who are no good. You know, it's still probably the same players that that you probably get. You know, I mean, you know, whatever the format and the tables and stuff. Generally, the sort of cream rises to the top. But, but I just think it needs to be a little bit a bit fairer and even around the country. Right. Well,
3: and that's that's the thing because, as you know, I think we had this conversation. Could have been February, uh mm-hmm. when you first decided what the uh events were were gonna be and people were going, Oh, it's the bar table and this and that and as it's gone through now with one event left I am talking really for the US players, with one event left, yes yeah, he took off. He you know, he he just uh went with it and he he just ran away with it basically. Um for well, the rest, the, the next four, five people, they're all fairly close.
4: Yeah, I mean, yeah. A, lot, a lot can happen. I mean, it, you know, a, a really strong run at the US Open could, um, you know, could, could put a player into the side. And, uh, you know, and the other thing as well, the that, that same goes for the Europeans. I mean, there's, you know, that's some points spent for the Europeans. And they obviously have a strong showing of players there. You know, and historically, they, in recent times, the European players have done well at, at the U.S. Open. So, you know, it's going to be an exciting event, and I'm sure I'll be watching it on the Hockey Stats pay-per-view. Yeah.
3: Well, that's, and that's the thing. It's, again, because going into the final event, things are still close. That's that's what you want, right? I mean, create some excitement. Who's going to get that? Who's not going to make it? Uh what needs to happen for, uh, like you know, we spoke to Scott last week, Scott Frost. What does he need to do to be
4: able to... Well, I mean, like Scott. He, he need, well, you can look at it. You can think, well, for him to overtake take somebody, he needs to get X number of points, but they need to get no points. So a lot of the time, we're right. you you, 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 I mean, listing now the guys outside the top the guys outside the top five are going to have to you know have an extremely high finish they've got to win it come second or possibly third and and then then hope that other people fall down but I mean you know who knows and because of obviously the type of the competition it is you know you can draw anyone can't you at some point so you, you could have a, a better draw or a worse draw so there's an element of fortune but you, you know you've still got to play the matches and beat the players but whoever you're playing but um yeah, I think it's going to be really exciting, I mean, and obviously we'll be able to look at it on a daily basis and probably eliminate players from the from the list as it, as each day unfolds. Because obviously, you know, people go out, then they're out of it, and you know, so they it, can only get so be, many points. And that's it, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I mean, we, we know what the what the minimum number of points you need to get to get in is, but you know, there's lots of players playing in it, and. You know, well, we'll we'll see what happens anyway.
3: Right. And then, you know, wait, let's, let's if we just put the ranking points to one side right. and say that something's going to happen, whatever's going to happen in that mix of things. You know, because right? in third place, I, I mean, it's not unthinkable, like you said, a, dude, a little bit fortunate or unfortunate. You draw uh, a Darren Appleton and then you followed by... Uh, I don't know, certain, you know, Dawson, Holman. You know, you could just end up with two tough games, and anybody can win on any given day, you know, uh, as we know. And, yeah, of uh, course, yeah. Corey could, Corey could be out, and Bergman or Frost or Jeremy Solskjaer could be coming, you know, the top 10, and that'll, that'll switch things around. But aside from the points, now you've got the captain's picks that are in there. And just with the things that are going on right now, I think it can change. I think think the World Cup of Pool last year uh, made a difference to the captains' picks. I don't know that. Your hand didn't tell me this is why I did it. Uh, But uh, Carl Boys and uh, Darren Appleton won the World Cup of Pool together. And Correct. they ended up being the top two picks, which makes sense. If you have got a team that can play scotch doubles together and beat the rest of the best players in the world, then why would you not want them on the team? Right. Uh, of course,
4: yeah. And obviously, some, some like Darren sort of slightly disadvantaged in the respect that he lives in the USA and doesn't play on the Euro Tour, so he's never going to be the European, the Europe, the European number one to make make it via that way. And he's probably never going to be the combined number one because obviously he doesn't play on the. The urative is he's not going to get any points there, but you know. But obviously, someone like Darren, you know, he, he speaks for himself really because he's you know what he does and and how he plays and the tournaments he wins. You know, he's he, you know he's one of the probably you know the top two or three players in the world and has been for some time. So, you know, he, he speaks for himself. But I mean, obviously, the captain's pick from the American point of view, you know, that, that that's 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 a tricky one. That because it's I don't think Mark, you know, he's not made his mind up yet. Obviously, because you know, it might not necessarily, you know, be somebody that's, I mean, you could argue you pick the top five, so you pick the top three automatically and and four and five deserve the the other two spots. That's not necessarily the case because you might be looking for other qualities in the player, you know, in four days of sort of intense team sort of action, you know, there might be other qualities you're looking for in a player, but, you know, that's going to be down to him and we'll see what he what he comes up with, but... Yeah, there's like everything yeah. to play for for everybody, really.
3: Oh yeah, and and you know I think and, and the thing is that with the, as far as the World Cup of Bull, Pool, man, meaning something uh, this year, I think well obviously we know Shane's, uh a lock and Mike Shane, I expect him to put a good showing at the U.S. Open, so you know chances are he's going to be in. So that's uh, that's I think Corey might be the only one that is. Uh, a, a little bit questionable, but here's the other uh, thing: we the, the World Nine Bowl. I mean, the, how much do you think? In your opinion, I'm I'm kind of putting you in uh, maybe Mark Wilson's shoes a little bit, but you can't ignore if. Um, well, who's, who's actually Mike? You probably know this. Which is there any American? What Americans are over in Doha?
4: I can tell you that it's 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 Mike Deshane, Shane Lamboni, and Hunter Lombardo, and obviously Hunter's probably not you know he's not in the in the running for the Moscone Cup, and, and Mike is Shane and Mike are the number one and number two on the list currently. So I mean anything they do over there can only enhance. Well, I mean Shane's right. in the event anyway, so it doesn't really matter. But you know what Mike's performances can you know I think Mike's got a really, got a good chance of going deep in in Qatar if he can just. Adjust to the surroundings because it, it is a different place, and uh, you know, just a, it's a Middle Eastern country. It's very hot, and the way they, the way they organize it there, is very sort of, um, I don't know, it, it's different. Let's say so, it needs to adjust quickly. But I think you know, Mike's, a, you know, he's a very, very impressive player without a shadow of a doubt, and you know, I think he's got, you know, a great chance over there if he can acclimatize to, to all the different circumstances that he'll find himself in. And Shane, you know, with, with, with Shane in, in, in Qatar, I mean, you know, he's, he, historically he's never been a great traveller, although he's, he's been to uh, our World Pool Masters event the last two years and won it, which might knock that one into touch. But, you know, Shane, yeah. at some point, he, he will snap off one of these titles, I'm sure, because obviously he's a fantastic player. And, you know, um, why, he's, why he's been relatively less successful in some of those big WPA events, I don't know. But... To me, it's only a matter of time before he isn't unsuccessful, um, and he's hardly successful in those.
3: When you look at the um, again, when you look at the captures pick and we look, and maybe there's somebody on the outside of, the, uh, let's say, the top eight, and they win yeah. the US Open. Is it hard to ignore them for a I yeah. think?
4: Well, if they win the US Open, they're going to get a ton of points and they're going to be a form player. But, I mean, like I said before, I think Mark or or anyone who's captain, you know, it's not necessarily always picking the top five blokes in the rankings. You know, you're looking at, as I say, other qualities that a player might bring to the table. Um, Some might be experience, you know, success in the event, you know, all that sort of stuff. So I mean, but that's obviously his decision. But and and I'm sure he'll make the right decision from, from you know from his own viewpoint. But but yeah, we
3: shall Here's see. Here's a tough one for you. If you were Mark Wilson, and we've got Shane, Mike Deshane, and Corey all stay in the same spots, who who would you pick if you were captain? Um, I would pick
4: a. No, I wouldn't say any names. here, not because I I not want to sort of name Mark Wilson. <laughs> oh, I'm trying. To, I'm, trying to, I'm trying. I would pick. I would pick a, a young player who, who's in a in in a flush of form, and I would pick an older player who's been there, seen it, done it, and written the book.
3: Okay, fair enough. Um, how's the Euro race look? Uh, well, you know, I don't keep up with that too much. Uh, uh, how's that working with the Europeans?
4: Um, well on the it, it's interesting, still still a lot to play for. I mean Neil's Neil's fine, I imagine he's he's you know unless he gets hit by a bus, that's what he won't, but he's probably gonna be in it, Nils, from from his performances. Um Alden Aushin has had a great year, he won the China Open, he's well placed. Um I'm trying to think who else is in there. Um who else can be in it? I mean, there's a wealth of talent out there. I mean, Darren's he's not.
3: A, I think. Uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Is Marcus Shmat actually close in the points?
4: Marcus Shmat. Marcus Shammat is. He's really close. Yeah. I mean, he's a. He's a. He's a. He's a great guy, Mark. I don't know if you've ever met, but he's a fantastic guy he's a, he's a real character and he's one of the few people in pool that everybody likes, which is quite unusual in this sport. And he—he's Marcus was, a, you know, played in the Moscone Cup like five or six times. He was semi-finalist at the World Champs when it was like a really big event, um, you know, and a, and a really successful play. He won in America, won events in America, and and then he took back to he's, he's a back seat. He's a—he's a businessman, really. He's a shareholder in a really big, hugely successful pool club in Sweden that he 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 manages and runs, and he's a shareholder in and which is highly successful, but he, he's, that's allowed him now to obviously when it, when it was the business was taking off he didn't really have a lot of time but that's allowed him now to play a lot and he's still playing and he's still being successful so with Marcus we, we said to Marcus you know if you, if you get one of the three automatic spots then you you' player a captain but obviously we allowed him to have uh, a vice captain that will take some of the heat off his shoulders.
3: Right. That's so what I was going to ask, because if he he makes it, he's not really the, we we know he's captain. um, But then all of a sudden he goes off and wins. What do you, what do, you do? Do you give him the, you know, and that was my question, do you give him the option. Do you want to do both jobs? Do you think it? Well, he, has to, he can't, he can't, he, 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 he basically can't duck
4: out being captain because he's had the job for, you know, all the year. So, I mean, we, we can't find a captain with like a month to go, somebody entirely different. But I mean it's whether he wanted to not play as well, but obviously the, the the you know the remuneration for playing is you know pretty decent, so he'd probably want to play as well. but you know if he brings in a you know a, a, a lieutenant or or something like that who's you know knows what he's doing then then that would certainly take the pressure off him but yeah, I mean, that would be an interesting situation if Marcus does that. and to be honest he's 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 really capable of doing it because he's still a fantastic player.
3: I think um, I, I, how many times have they, have, have teams, had a player captain, and how many times have they been successful in the past? Um, play, well, we had play, player captains going back. I mean, yeah,
4: there was. We've always had a player captain, really, apart from the first two or three years. Apart from that, we've always had player captains up until the point where we had a non-playing captain in 2003, which was um, Oliver Altman, who'd been the playing captain the year before. Um, and, but, but after that, we pretty much had non-playing captains, and that, that's kind of the direction the event's gone in, and it's become a bigger job, in the past it was less of a job, but now it's, it's kind of really important.
3: Right. Well, I I tell you, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Um, well, you, you know, you're getting married, Mark, you should be looking forward to it. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I was, I, I was thinking. Uh, I've got some Mosconi cut flies. I'm thinking about printing my uh, wedding invitations on the back. Of them. Yeah,
4: why not? Yeah, make it a week. Make weekend of it, mate. <laughs> there's,
3: there's a wedding. Go- there's a wedding going on. By the way, there's a, a pool tournament going on as well.
4: Yeah, well, it will be. Uh, I'm sure your wedding. It's on a Saturday, isn't it?
3: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we will to do
4: yeah, um, we'll, we'll be there. But the Moscone uh, Cup tickets, Moscone Cup tickets, we, we they're, they're still flying out the door. We we've probably sold about two and a half thousand so far, which is six a bit over six hundred a session. We've got like a thousand seat arena, and that doesn't include sponsors, guests, and all, all that, all those guys, and. And then players tickets. So you know it's really moving, and I'm, I'm pretty sure that it'll be well in advance of the event we're going to be uh, we're going to be done sold out, which will be fantastic for the event, I'm sure.
3: Is there? Um, I, I know a lot of times that there's some kind of uh, promo code for the hotel, or is there anything like that going on? Or yeah, there, I there, there is. no Vegas top top with that stuff. There is. If you
4: go, I think if you go on the Tropicana website, you find it. It's. Uh, You've you sort of booked via Moscone Cut pages. And, most um, and you know, we've, we've got look, there's a lot of rooms being taken up by Moscone Cup fans who want to be in the same hotel. And, you know, we're looking to do... We're going to have a Moscone Cup bar in the Tropicana in a sort of show lounge type place. And, uh, you know, and that will be the place to go. We're going to put we're going to try and turn around a DVD of the day's action and get it on the big screens pretty much straight after the, the event's finished on the day. So people can then... Go to the bar, have a drink, talk about what's happened, and watch it on the big screen as well.
3: Is that right? That's yeah, that's cool. what we're going to do. Yeah, yeah. It seems like the uh, well, we'll we'll see how it all works out, but it seems like the
4: Tropic Island has just been uh, real good. Uh, the you know, they loved it. They loved this event. I mean, they they <laughs> when, when we went to see them back in uh, in April after we'd done the deal with them. They, their previous experience of pool events, I think they did did one of the one of the one of the big pool leagues. They did their sort of Vegas finals in their, their room, and they kind of probably thought it was something like that. And then we showed them a showed them a video of Blackpool last year, and they were, their sort of jaws hit the table, and uh, they're all really excited about it. and I mean, they just think it's it's fantastic. And, and it, although obviously it's a big hotel, it's not big like you know some of the other properties on the strip and. You know, they're really behind it, you know, which is worth more than a lot of things, really, to have, to have the host right behind you.
3: Yeah, uh, there's, there's some history with the Tropicana pool. I don't know a lot of it, but I was talking to uh, Jimmy Mattia, and uh, he said, oh, that's my old stomping ground. I, I guess he won some uh, challenger champions or some... Uh, uh, pro champ, players championship or something uh, there years ago,
4: and uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know, but I'm pretty sure. I mean, with, with the ho- hotel, it's you know, it's a, it's a you know, it's a fairly uh, you know, an icon of the of the strip in Vegas. Uh, it's been there a long time, more than most, and I think it's obviously hosted a lot of things in its day. And well, I suspect if if we could be being in the mind to dig it up, it's probably got an awful lot of pool history that that place.
3: Yeah, well, I'm, I'm like I'm. Other than the uh, getting married, you know, I'm I'm looking forward to it. We we planned our coming to to the event anyhow, and uh, it just kind of all came about. Like, oh, this is a good idea, you know, because most of my friends are, that live all over the country are involved in pool, you know, uh, and so uh, this was the time I knew I can't expect people to pay. $800 to come to my wedding with flight and hotel and everything. So, well, hey, this is when I'm going to have a large majority of uh, people that I want there are going to be there, so it seemed like it made sense. And uh, it, But we were coming to the event. Anyhow, uh, again, my I tell I tell people all the time, and this, uh, this is a, a testament to the Moscone Cup, the atmosphere. Uh, my lady, Jessica, she is not a, she's not necessarily a pool fan she she'll sit and watch it if it's somebody that she knows you know uh, Johnny or Earl or somebody like that if, if, if there are and she so, say, oh yeah let's watch this for a little bit but she's not she doesn't keep her eye on it she doesn't know one thing uh, from another but we went, I took her to the Moscone cup and then every year after that she would say make sure you put some money aside so we can go to the Moscone cup." Just make sure we got to go to the Moscatic Cup. Now, for somebody who's not a pool fan, one to constantly remind me to make sure I put some money aside for the Moscatic Cup. That says a lot for the atmosphere and the ambiance and everything that goes along with it. Well,
4: I'm I'm sure... Which day are you getting married? On Saturday before, so I'm sure we'll give you a a name check in the arena. No, with you and your wife. A what? I'll sure we'll give you a name check in the arena and embarrass you in front of thousands of people. Oh,
3: geez, yeah, yeah, thanks. Yeah, I can, uh, that's that's fine. And you know what, though? I was going to, uh, to begin with, like, uh, something's happened well, and I wasn't able to do it, but I was trying to propose to her at the Moscone Cup. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, uh, it uh, worked out. Yeah, uh, uh, but it, it, this is all good. I'm, I'm happy and uh, looking forward to it. Um is there, uh, is there anything else you want to cover or talk about, Luke? Anything that's coming up the- No, I mean, I think, you
4: know, we, we, we're all geared up for for the uh, World Cup of Paul in, uh, in a couple of weeks, and, you know, we're looking for a big crowd there. It's at the York Hall in Bethnal Green, where we've held many Moscone Cups over the years. And then we're, you know, looking ahead to the Moscone Cup, and it's going to be, you know, I'm, it's, I've worked on every single Moscone Cup since day one in 1994, that's how old I am. I was 15. Huh?
2: Yeah, I was what 12 then. But 15?
4: it was, um yeah, but it, it's it's such a great event, and you know we really want the USA to to be competitive in it, and I, I'm really hoping this is the year when they break out and and really start to assert themselves because I think they've got some players that and they've got a lot going for them, and and I, you know it just needs to click into place, and I think they've got a great chance. Right.
3: Okay. Well, I tell you, Luke, I really appreciate your time. Mike hasn't had much to say, um, but I appreciate your time as well, Mike. Um, uh, we'll cup a pool, yeah, catch you on ESPN3, and I'm sure we'll be doing some more interviews and uh, letting people know more about uh, where they can catch a Moscone Cup as that comes along. And uh, we get more players that we know are in, when selections are taken, things like that, so... Uh, I, I look again i appreciate it and uh yeah' go see your daughter
4: thanks very much cheers folks
3: uh, well that's that for this week's edition um exciting times coming up from now until basically the end of the year there's something exciting going on in the pool world uh, nine ball World cup pool u s open moscone cup and uh I know we've been Talking and I keep saying this. We say what well, there's nothing going on in pool. Pool's dead, there's not enough going on, but I guess, you know, there, there still is. So um hopefully you got some information and uh, you get a chance to watch uh, the world uh ball this weekend. Um I think if you go to eighty billions uh news on the main page you can go down and uh, it actually gives you the information. There's a website that you can go to and watch the World Nineball. And apparently, I think they're uh, streaming like 15 tables uh, or more. I could be wrong, but they're streaming a whole bunch of tables. So you get to click on that website and um, see that. So uh, hope you enjoy it. That's it for this week. This is Mark Cantrell, the Legends and Champions Report, brought to you by Neil Garage Cabinet from Mesa, Arizona, and uh, we will talk again next week.